Thanks for joining us today on Cece and Doc Talk, where we talk about everything under the sun. You never know quite what you're going to get, but you'll always be entertained. Hello, and welcome to our podcast. This is a very special podcast. This is Podcast 11, and I'll share with you that we were actually going to publish a different podcast today, and all of a sudden it hit me that it was the 11th podcast, and we're not going to get- a magic number. It is a magic number for us, and we're not going to get too many chances for an 11 podcast. So therefore, we have decided to share a little bit about our experience with 11s in our life, specifically 1111, which some people would know as an angel number, or- Mm -hmm. and. and so we just thought we'd share a little bit about that. And I, I definitely think it's probably going to lead into a, a conversation about sort of the range and breadth of our, of our spiritual beliefs, which are eclectic as we are, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I mean, the 11 came from in my world because my sister, Tammy, who was killed by a drunk driver at age 17, I was 15, Um, Her birthday was August 11th, and so all of a sudden I started seeing 11s on the clocks, and then I started seeing 11 11s all the time, and then I would see 11 11s everywhere. You and I were in Cancun driving around one time, and there was this thing that said 11 11, and I sent it, uh, you know, a thing. I mean, describe the thing. A mural. It was was a big mural. mural. And on a wall, and it was huge, and, and I just remember, I, I sent it to my sister, and she goes, oh, that just means side by side, the two of you can do anything. <laughs> and then there was a, a, you know, a sign over a door, like a club, 1111. I mean, and I just see 1111s everywhere. And then I also see feathers, but anyway, so 811 well, I see all the time, and 1111 is a magic number. We'll get, we'll get back to the feathers. And you and I see the 11s, we see the 1111 on the clock a lot, but we also see you know, 111, we see 811, 911, 1011. I mean, it, it really runs the, the gambit. 11, yeah. And the other fascinating thing is, and some of you probably know that that idea of the pe- the pennies from heaven sort of perspective. So um, oh, where you, right. if you find a penny, it's it's someone from heaven trying to, you know, connect with you. And you pennies find, from heaven. you it is pennies from heaven, except that for you, it's always a dime and a penny, so it's 11 cents. I find cents. 11 cents all the time together. And the, the strangest one was you bought us tickets to go see Teresa Caputo, who was the Long Island medium. Yep. And we went, and we had uh, floor seating yep. uh, about 20 rows back from the stage, and she was amazing. And um, she did come up to me to ask if I had you know, a piece of my sister's jewelry on, and, it, and that, that message wasn't for me. But I do recall that as I walked up to my chair, there was 11 cents, a dime and a penny under my chair. And I said, you know, the, uh, there's so many people here that need Teresa's readings mm-hmm. so much more than me. But I already knew that, that my sister was there. Her name was Tammy. Um, and I'm like, Tammy's already here. She's already said hi, you know. And so, yeah, I mean, there was 11 cents. And, and out the front door, we have a whole series of dimes and pennies <laughs> of all the ones that I found along the way. Yeah, I often find 11 cents all the time. And we often will throw them in the, in the gravel in the driveway so that, you know, it, it brings us good luck. It brings us good luck. So I'm going to go back for a moment because one of the things that that's fascinating to me is, is, you know, you embrace the 1111 and then of course it became a part of my life as well. And then of course with my father's passing, it became very prevalent as well. And we feel very confident that Tammy helped my father across, across the threshold, across the veil. And, and of course we believe that, that his actual time of death was 1111 and, and 
then there's this whole other aspect with us about about feathers and we'll talk also a little bit about totem animals and and a number of different things but i want to point out that we were into the 11s and the feathers before this was all cool and crystals all the crystals and stones oh, and things yeah. we have been we have been <laughs> nerds we have been woo woo nerds for years and years and years and years but we've been collecting even rocks right i mean you know what it's, it's a, well it's a heavy but it's a it's an inexpensive souvenir we have we have rocks from all over the world i just moved them up on the hillside so that we can make a labyrinth out of them and we've only lived but, here for a year and i and i'm certain we that have we rocks. have at least a hundred pounds of rocks that we've picked up on our what do you mean hikes. tons we have tons of rocks that we've picked up oh my gosh on our hikes on the property and and so i just I, I feel like it's really important to point out we were into all this stuff before it was cool. I mean, I was into the rocks and crystals thing for as long as I can remember. And then, you know, the feathers started with you, but then again, you know, with, with my dad, feathers started appearing, you know, and so the feathers became a, a huge connection for us as well. So, you know, two Midwestern girls who grew up, you know, in the Lutheran church, have we've really expanded our, our spiritual horizons in, in the last many years. And, and I, I think it's safe to say that we both still believe in a higher power. Um, you know, we, Absolutely. some people call it different things. You know, you may call it God. I call it Gus, God and universal spirit. I sort of I sort of um, have an umbrella term for it, but expanded but perspective there. I, I, I do think, and it, it, you know, it kind of encompasses, uh, you know, the spirits and it, the angels and the wider. It does, wider and world. and then we also believe in the angels, and we do believe that we have spirit guides, and so we just have this very eclectic approach to spirituality and religion, which I love because it also means that we don't have we don't have a lot of bias and prejudices about other religions. We. I, I don't know. I, I think you and I are really good about not not ever thinking that one person's, you know, religion is better than somebody else's because we sort of embrace all these many beliefs that there's even tenets from Buddhism that I find very, very soothing and calming. And, you know, we've talked, yeah. we've done Tonglen and anyway, so it's just, we thought this would be a fun conversation because what it really, it's, it's too bad that on podcasts, you can't get that back and forth feedback because I would love to hear from people you know what how their spiritual beliefs have developed over the years and how they've incorporated more it's different hopefully things. expanded as opposed to become more restricted because i mean totally. this is a sensitive topic and people are i mean you know they're especially those that have the, the firm belief that no this is the only way and right. and we're just saying that there are other there's more than one way to look at things right well, and for us i think you know we're not telling anybody how to think or believe we're just sharing our personal our personal experiences yeah we're beliefs. not getting into the whole heaven and hell right. and you know, right. and, and I would be foolish to think that I could speak to any of the, the multitude right. of religions. I do right. know, you know, the Nicene Creed, the, you know, the Ten Commandments. I mean, I have you know those that, that great. You know, I, you know Lutheran I mean, I could still, I mean, I don't even need the to go to a service and I could I, I could uh, actually sing the, sing the hymns and... And uh, I was going to say regurgitate the whole... Well, the, uh, all the liturgy. Because, yeah, well, and yeah. that's the thing, right? The whole idea of like Lutheran and Catholic. And, and we always used to call Lutheran watered down Catholic. But, you know, there's there's so much doctrine and, and, and routine. In, and I think that some people Praise gravitate toward that because they need that. She's now singing her, she's now singing her hymns. Praise um, him all above ye heavenly host. Well, finish it up. Yeah. <laughs> finish Praise it up. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. 
Oh, oh can't clap in Lutheran church. Anyway, oh, oh, that's right. We, anyway, you should, though. Well, I think I think churches are evolving a little bit. But but I think that, you know, some people really do need that routine and the doctrine and the dogma. And I think you and I have sort of rejected that. And part of that might have been, you know, coming to this relationship because there are so many passages in the Bible that people use. To, they call them the clobber passages to clobber you over the head with. And I think you and I just moved away from that whole idea of, organized religion and doctrine and so I think for me anyway I really consider myself much more of a spiritual being like yeah. and I think I've said before you know I've, I've really realized that I'm a soul in a human body right yes. so versus versus just being you know a body <laughs> right body with a soul right I think my turning point with being open to more perspectives was again when they used one of the clobber passages and you understand how they use clobber passages to to make a point right when when they say whether it, it's it, against LGBTQ people yeah. or whether it's against you know yeah you can find whatever you want and or, twist it and right. and you know to 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 solidify your belief system out in the Bible you know. Um, and, and so, I mean, the clobber passage for me that, that was kind of like, really? And so, so, so take, once I realized how much things are taken out of context, and it's like, you know, man shall not lay with an, or no, man, man shall not love another man, and a woman shall not more, love another woman. But the piece that they leave out is the next phrase, which is more than God. And I'm like, oh, well, that's convenient and easy to leave that off of there. So, <laughs> um, you know, okay, duh, you know, well, you know, I do love God more than, you know, another man or another woman or whatever it is. Um, and I'm just like, oh, gosh, so they really can. It's like lying with statistics, you know. Right. You can have 70% or 30%. I can just twist it to match whatever I want to say. <laughs> you know, either 70% did or 30% didn't. And I can then, you know, tell you what, you know, I can massage the language around right. what I want to say. So anyway, I think I've gone off track, which I often do. <laughs> well, I just think, you know, it, I, I just really love that we have this sort of broad range of beliefs and this broad spirituality that really allows us to be, you know, both empathetic and compassionate toward others. And it also allows us to really kind of respect other people, yeah. even even though their religious beliefs may may differ from ours. Um, and again, you know, I think of myself as much more of a spiritual being. So I want to go back. So we, we've talked a little bit about the 1111 and where that originated. And that has just been such a huge part of our lives. But do you want to talk you know, a little bit about the feathers and where they started? Yeah, it's interesting. You said that we, you know, we, we've been into the crystals and the spiritual side of things for so long. And I have this huge uh, amethyst geode that I bought. 30, 40 years ago right. that, you know, it was really paramount that I have in my life. And now it's sitting here by the TV, the TV facing the couch and putting off that good energy. Um, Amethyst is actually a fantastic healing stone for so many different yeah, things. Yeah, so I guess independently, you and I were attracted to these crystals, you know, before we came together as a couple. Years. And, yeah. Um, Years. Yeah, that's, it's fascinating. I mean, I can um, remember collecting malachite, um, you know, items of jewelry just long ago. And it wasn't just because green was my favorite color, but it, was, <laughs> it also spoke to me in some way. And so many yeah. do, like Labradorite. And, and I love tiger's eye. Growing up, I always loved the tiger's eye. It was just kind of that marbly beautiful, and I didn't know you know, what all tiger's eye meant. It's a protecting, uh, um, a stone for protection. It definitely is. And you know, the, the, the really so, cool thing though about some of this stuff becoming mainstream is, you know, if you speak with spiritual leaders and, you know, we have spiritual advisors that we work with, they will tell you that, that you know, what, what the higher realm really wants to see is for us to come together as a humanity and, and really to have more of a, 
raised consciousness. And so the, the really cool, fabulous thing about everybody getting into feathers and everybody getting into crystals and people, I know now you can find all this artwork and everything with feathers, but you know, back in the day, I know we had to dig uh, for that yeah. stuff or make our so, own. Yeah. So feathers, I want to feathers. Wait, have, let me yeah. finish. Let me okay, finish that I'm last so, point, so, which was, I, I'm just glad that I'm just glad that more people are coming to this because I do think it's bringing more awareness and raising the vibration maybe a little bit for everybody. Okay. Back yeah. to you. Feathers. Yeah. Feathers. So I have seen feathers all the time, but, and I see like just a lone feather, like right in front of me in strange places, very strange places. Oh and, and so like, uh, you know, again, traveling for a living, there was always like, there would be a feather on the jetway. I'd go to check into a hotel room and there's a feather on the floor. I would go to, uh, I remember going to an avalanche game, which is a hockey team up in Denver and my seat would have a feather on it. Um, and so, I mean, it was very distinct. I mean, just laying right there. I was like, oh, there's my feather for the day. Yep. And um, so, I mean, I, and then I, I remember one time I was sitting at, in my work office and I was on the ninth floor and there was this feather just spinning right outside my window. I remember that. Absolutely spinning. And it was kind of floating around, but then it was just upright. And then, and then the feather just went shoom, straight down. So whatever draft it was on. And I ran down and outside the building, and it was just sitting right there in the In the middle of downtown Denver. Yeah, right. I mean, literally off of 16th (laughs) Street Mall. Which is so busy and crowded. It's amazing it was still there when you got down there. (laughs) Yeah, and so whenever I see the feathers, I'm always like, hi, Tammy. You know, hey, thanks. And I know I keep her busy, um, you know. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. There's a lot of work. That's a whole other podcast, like how we keep our guardian angels busy. And But that's, so to us, um, angels, uh, feathers appear when angels are near. Yes. And so we have always seen the feathers as a representation of one of our angels or, you know, and or one of our family members who's passed over um, that who is trying to send us a message or at least yeah. just trying to connect and communicate and say, hello, we're here. You know, we love yeah. you. Or sometimes it's pay attention to something. Pay you know? attention to something. But I mean, I know people can see feathers when you're out there. I mean, and, you know, when you, you know, keep an eye out for them. And uh, But they're just everywhere. I mean, beautiful, beautiful feathers and blue ones and orange ones. Like and- when we first moved here to CC and Docks on the Rocks, the pinion jays, which have these amazingly blue kind of I, I, just stunning brilliant feathers blue. yeah they they were all of it, we kept finding these feathers sticking straight, straight up yep. in in the driveway like they it was almost as the if the quill they were, just went right down so they'd yeah. be standing up it's like yeah. they were launching them darts out of the, the sky we have an entire bowl full of these feathers because we feel like it was them saying like welcome here and and often oftentimes that that blue and gray of the pinion jay always reminds me of my dad's favorite dallas cowboy so i always think of him when those feathers come along too. And you know, it was just kind of validation that we made the right choice. And then if you remember when we went back and looked at the pictures that we took of this place, the first time we came here, when we went back and looked at them later, there was a feather cloud right above the house that we'd never noticed. Oh, absolutely. And you see the feathers in the clouds all the time. And they're just, they're beautiful. Yeah. And oh, and then we have the whole cloud thing. But yeah, I mean, we're just, we're just, I don't know. We're just crazy. Some people might call us eccentric, you know. Neglectic. Eclectic. I don't know what you want to call it. Weird. Weird. <laughs> We're officially lesbians, babe. After 20 years, officially woo-woo lesbians. But we are, are deeply rooted in other things as well. So, we are. You know, but, Absolutely. Uh, but we embrace the spiritual side of things. And, we very you know, we much We like the mental journeys, uh, you know. Well, and you'll, and, and you'll notice, you know, we've, we've obviously talked about a past life regression, and we've talked a lot about meditation lately, and we just recently did the, the shamanic experience. And, to meditate. And, 
you know, we're really working on that side of ourselves for a couple of reasons. One is because I think we've mentioned before, we have terrible work habits. And now that we're trying to be retired, we really want to be centered and grounded and we want to be able to be peaceful in our everyday and our actions and keep the chaos at a minimum. And of course, I'm also trying to help cure myself of cancer, um, which we believe will happen. And so we are pulling out all the stops. And, you know, I guess I just think, you know, it can't hurt, right? It can't hurt. I I know. And I want to, do you want to say anything more about how you and where you see feathers or where they came into your life or, but I just want to, the piece that I want to wrap up around this is is how much you know as we're going on this healing journey as well you know we're embracing tai chi qigong um a lot of eastern medicine as well as western medicine and and so with that comes learning a lot more about you know buddhism like reiki and and, reiki and and so you know it's really opened us up even more than we already were but i want to come back were there any anything regarding feathers of when you started seeing them come into your world you know i i think it started with you but then i really think that um i really think that it started to ramp up for me as well and i don't know i can't really pinpoint when i do know too though that you and i have a great connection to some some of the flying creatures of the world so you have a great connection with hawks and eagles and I have a connection with, with the owl, with the, the osprey, osprey. And, and sort of now the ravens have, have mm-hmm. really come become present in our world here. So, so let's talk about that because, yeah. you know, there's, there's a lot of misperceptions out there regarding the owl. I'm just yeah. going to go right for that oh, sure. Well, because, and the raven as well. And the raven because yeah. those are messengers from the spiritual world. Because they can also... cross both, they can cross both planes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there's also the perception out there that owls are messengers of, of death or loss, and so just bad news in general, bad right. omens. Same with ravens. Well, because and, and owls are creatures of the night, and right. we also are not, uh, we're not comfortable with night. As so they, am I, a creature of the night. <laughs> even though you don't like to be outside at night, <laughs> that's that's true. I'm a creature of the night, and I'm afraid of the dark. How do you like that? So there's a lot of fears. <laughs> And I watched way too many horror movies when I was a kid and read way too many Stephen King novels. So the owl is not always symbolic of death. No. They're not messengers of somebody, it's your time. We do believe and, they're um, messengers, but they not, messengers. not necessarily bad omen messengers. Yes. Yeah. And so we had we did a lot of homework around that part of things. And so I think a lot of times when we do see a, a totem animal, we look, we look up what are the meanings of that. Right. Well, and I think too, because we have... We have a, a couple of friends who are shaman, and we also have uh, friends who are indigenous, Native American people, and and they have shared their perspectives with us from you know their that came from their upbringing and their beliefs and their, and their tribal beliefs, and so you know sometimes we have to look at not just theirs, but then the the greater breadth of how did other tribes and and cultures look at these things as well um you and i have also um you know that i mentioned the tonglen piece you know we've we've been into acupuncture for a lot of years we don't do it here because we haven't found a practitioner here but we've you know we've done acupuncture before that eastern that eastern influence has really been strong for us as well as you know what most people would refer to as woo woo but you know but we also know to be we also are starting to realize that the woo woo can also be very tangible well, even sure. the doctor told you, I can only do so much. After that, it's up to you. And so you have to be in charge of your healing, right. doing whatever you can. Right. And so that includes that mental, right. that, you know, that whole spiritual, mental. 
piece of it. Absolutely. So. And, and, and he also, you know, mentioned, you know, whether, you know, you have faith or, or a higher power or someone you can turn things over to that sometimes you have to do that. Yep. And so I really just see that, that, that we're covering all the bases, but you know, I feel very good about that. I mean, it, it, it really, you know, fills me. I, well, you've said, you know, after I have a, after I have a session with, with, um, uh, Shakara. The, with Shakara, the Reiki master, and and also my trance healer in in the Anna Netherlands, yeah. who who is a, a medium, and her name is Anike. By the way, I did get permission to share her name. Yeah. Um, you've always talked about how well, you come out of those sessions and you're just beaming. You're excited. You're like, wow, that was amazing. Um, and I hate to say this, but you come out of your therapy session uh, sometimes, and you're like. Mm. <laughs> so I'm like, wow. There's there, it's just the, it's just a, a distinct difference right. in the in the energy and and how you're reacting to this your your vibration is so different yeah yeah that's true and 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 i cry equally in all of them so right. you know whenever you know? but which, they serve different purposes but right. you know but you know they're so anyhow right yeah so anyway so but anyway so there's there's just so many different aspects of this so if you were to if you were to tell anybody you know how this stuff makes us feel how would you describe how, you know, the 1111 makes you feel when you see it or when you find the feather? Like what, what happens mm, to you when, when, when I, you... That's a great question. I haven't thought about that. When I think of the crystals, I get more grounded into the earth, into Mother Earth. When I think of the 1111 and, 11, 11, 11 and the feathers and finding 11 cents, um, I just think of the angels and the spiritual world and I just, a lot of gratitude and a lot of thanks there. And so, how about you? Um, I just, I, I kind of always feel uplifted and then there's sort of this idea of wonderment, like that just sort of childlike sort of, I don't know, awe that, that things like this exist and they happen and just mm -hmm. really being inspired by both the nature and the message, mm -hmm. I guess. Um, you know, like when we walk on the property and we find, oh, you know, quartz we find quartz and Jasper and things like that. I we just, just found a couple we're of, like a little big pieces kids. of Jasper today, by the way. And yeah. So uh, that's so cool. And we're just like little kids. We're like, oh, look at this. Look at what I found. Look well, at I Every found. day we go out on a walk and we come back with rocks in our pocket. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's piles absurd. of rocks everywhere. They also end up in the laundry sometimes. Um, I not to. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I just, it, it just seemed appropriate on the 11th episode to do an 11 11 episode and really share just a little bit about our other our inner world right i guess yeah i'm gonna do one really quick tangent because this sure. is a funny story um one of my old co-workers from the banking world marshall who was i think he opened my eyes that things can be broader and different and so he was raised orthodox jew and he decided he wanted to get his master's in religious studies and in order to do that, he had to take a New Testament class to be able to graduate. So all of a sudden, he's now studying Jesus Christ. And I, he told the story of him going home and telling the story to his mom of Jesus, where a Jewish boy meets Jesus Christ. And, and how, um, how it was like, you know, she shared with him, or he shared with her, like all the excitement around what he had learned. And she's, she's like, uh, don't share this with your father. And, <laughs> <laughs> so, but then he went on this quest. I mean, he literally, he went around the world and he went to live in a monastery and he, he became a monk for a while. I mean, he really wanted to understand yeah, the various cultures. Immersed he himself. immersed himself 
to, to become uh, a scholar in religious studies. And he said he was disillusioned when he was at the monastery and they would take him back and just like, well, here's our stash of Coca-Cola and cigarettes or whatever else. And, <laughs> and, and you know, and so he, but by the time he was done with his journey, he was more confused than anything. And so, I can relate to that, by the way. Yeah, and so the more open, the more confused, and the more there was so much crossover and other things, and, and again, using things in ways that benefited you in the way you wanted it to benefit you, and, and discounting other things because it didn't fit with your belief system. Anyway, so he was fascinating to listen to him talk about his, his stories and his journeys along the way. I always, I always love Marshall because he had the, most, he had the greatest approach to, to disagreements. And, and instead yeah. of just, you know, flat out disagreeing with people, he'd go, that's one way of looking at it. And he would just stay <laughs> quiet. That, he, he'd go, that yep. He would go, yep, that's one way of looking at it. So one other thing I want to talk about is the cloud thing. So you and I just, we always see shapes in the clouds. And, and we always see angel shapes in the clouds. And we always mm -hmm. see the feathers in the clouds. And that one time, shortly after Princess Coda, who was our 20-year-old Himalayan kitty, who we absolutely adored and was yeah. like our sweet four-legged child. Um, we were devastated to lose her. And, and shortly after we lost her, it was just within a few days, we went to what was our cabin in Salida, Colorado at the time. And there was this amazing sunset happening and it was purples and pinks and blues. And it was one of the it most stunning. stunning sunsets we'd ever seen. And the next thing you know, her entire shape of her Sitting the way sitting. that she always used to sit mm -hmm. in the window by the sunbeam with it with very her big proper with her bushy tail. Yep. And and I mean it was just and, and being a Himalayan, she had a very distinct shape to her face. It was so clearly her in these clouds. We were just we were and just it was in like awe. a big thunderhead cloud, so there was like layers behind her. And so it was looked like this this little platform with her sitting there. And then um, this this like frame behind her, it was incredible. It was incredible. In fact, if you go back on our on our social media and you type in hashtag Princess Coda or possibly Coda Espiritu E S P I R T U, um, you might you you that might find that post of, and that yeah. photo of the clouds. It was it was just so. And then it, what about sylphs? That, it was, so that was totally new to us, right? So we were writing courageous money, and we were doing a lot of walking to kind of flush out the book and, and the, 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 ideas. the ideas. And we were always in creative mode when we were out walking. And I remember we had a conversation with one of our spiritual advisors and she started talking about sylphs. And we were like, what are sylphs? And she was talking about these, these ethereal creatures in the sky and they're sylphs. And she said, you know the sylphs because the clouds become very they're sort wispy. of wispy, but they're very curvy and flowy and they're sort of separate. And you know, it, they're, they're there. And she, I, we started sending her pictures because we kept taking all these pictures of the clouds when we were on these walks talking about courageous money. And she was like, well, that's because the sylphs were there with you helping in the creative process. And we were like, what? what? <laughs> so now we see the sylphs all the time. Again, we just, I just think we have very open minds. I think so. I, yeah. And, and it took me forever to remember sylph. Like, I mean, like, what is that thing she said? What is that thing she said? But S, now. And it was hard to spell. S-Y-L-P-H. Okay. Is how you see, spell I it. I still want to be able to spell that. <laughs> so, yeah. But I, yeah. The, and then, then now you see them everywhere. Yeah. So. And most people would probably say, you know, some of this is because you and I have such a creative side, which we do, but you and I are both very equally right brain and left brain. So it really mm -hmm. isn't just 
that, you know, right side creative brain at work. I just think we're very, we tend to be very open to these things. And I think as a result, we've had a lot of reinforcement of that. And, and, you know, a lot of our signs have, have come to fruition in many ways. And we've even felt presence a lot of times. And there are things that have happened in our home with electronics and things like that, which is a whole other level of the spirit realm. And we just, we've had a lot of uncanny things happen yeah. that really would have no other explanation than spirit. Well, I think one of the, if you want to, if looking for a book that will open your mind is The Journey of Souls. We did it on audio and yeah. it was like, holy cow, because this was uh, an atheist who um, was a therapist, psychotherapist, and he was helping people in, in a hypnotic state, and he was running into a pattern of them in the in-between souls, in the souls in between, in, between, in between lives. It was yeah. the souls in between lives. And he started to record them, and then he had enough that he created a book. Um, but it was fascinating, absolutely fascinating. And I think that really opened us up to the spiritual world of what's, what's possible and what's capable um, so anyway, yeah, the journey of souls, it was amazing. It did. It did. And I, you know, I think, I think I've always been open to that idea of, you know, again, you, you have a, a soul and it travels into different, uh, bodies and, you know, you, the re whole reincarnation thing. I think that's always been something that I've, that I felt very strongly is, is, is very much a part of, of who we are. And again, the world according to Cece and Doc, right? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so go out and look for some signs, folks. And and I, as I understand and, and it, everybody has different signs, whether it's birds do. or animals or the different numbers on the clocks. I do. And um, I saw a woman the other day. You and I don't always like to tempt fate like this, but I saw a woman the other day who is very clear about saying it's okay to ask for a sign. But she yeah. also said you need to be very specific about the asking so that you can't mistake it once you see it. So she used yeah. the example of she asked for the sign of a red button if something was going yeah. to happen. And then she said she literally ran around her house searching in all the places in her house for the red button. And I thought, well, that's cheating. But what I realized is it wasn't because she said she was pulling things out that she hasn't looked at in years, you know, and all of a okay. sudden she did come across a red button, by the way. Oh, interesting. And that was supposed to be confirmation of a particular thing that she was asking for the sign for. So, it, you know, you, you just... You just you find your own validation of something. Yeah, okay. Like Ted Lasso, you just have to believe. You have to believe. You have to believe. So as you're looking for these signs, uh, one thing that we did learn is that uh, when the spirits mess with your electronics, whether it's light switches, radios, sounds, um, sound on the radio getting louder or whatever it is, the, it's the highest form of communicating that a spirit can learn to do is to mess with your electronics. <laughs> and so just be aware of that. Pay attention to the signs, everybody. They are there. They are there. Everywhere the sign. I don't right. know the rest of that song. So we'll leave you with that. Thanks for tuning in to CC and Doc Talk. We'd love for you to follow us on social media at CC and Doc. That's C-C-N-D-O-C. And you can visit our website at ccandoc.com. We also take monthly donations to support this broadcast if you're so inclined. We'd love to hear your comments, suggestions, and questions, and we'll do our best to respond. Thanks, and have a fantabulous day.